You're listening to the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Now here's your hosts, Kevin, Derek, and Alex. Alright, I welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Derek, and joined, as always, by your co-host, Kevin. We got the the Friday Night Lights, the, the weekly, uh, I guess we're no longer calling it that, it's the weekly huddle, bet, set, snap, week three. Kevin, how we doing? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Made it through another week, right? We're heading off into uh, week three of the NFL slash our fantasy football season. Um, I'm ready to go after it. We're starting to we're starting to see a couple a couple trends. Really, after this week, we should know a lot, right? Like you get a good sample size of three weeks, um, and you start to really know what some of these teams are about. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to this, man. It should be a good week. Some some fun games on the slate for us here coming up this weekend. So you're right. And you were talking about trends, right? I brought up a, a interesting trend that uh, you know the guys that the guys the week before they play Tennessee, something tends to happen uh, that prevents them prevents that starting running back from playing the Tennessee Titans that week. Uh, the trend actually goes deeper than than I originally thought. So week one. The Titans played the Saints, Alvin Kamara. And then we have Eckler. Then we have uh, um, Nick Nick Chubb. Watch out for Joe Mixon this week. Oof. So any, I'm hoping that that's just all quinky dink, but that's, uh, that's, that's three weeks in a row of, of just kind of a, like, that's a weird, weird uh, thing to just kind of pop there. Yeah, well, it definitely is a weird thing because if, if you're looking at that schedule, right, you're thinking, man, we know our run defense is good, but we're going to find out a lot, right? Kamara, a little bit more of a pass catcher, right, than, than a between-the-tackles guy, but still explosive in his own right, right. Um, and still has a nose for the end zone. Eckler, obviously, we know what he can do being kind of the leader in touchdowns, you know, over the last um, – Two or three years, cumulative, yeah. yeah, cumulative seasons, and then uh, you know Nick Chubb, who is a baller, and you know again, wish you speedy recovery and a full recovery, and you know just get right, take care of yourself. But uh, yeah, if you're Tennessee, looking at that going, man, them mixing, following that up, it's like we got we got some challenges, right? Like our front seven needs to play big, and. They've uh, been able to play these games, and the best runner on the team has not been able to play that given week. So a uh, bit of luck, a bit of good fortune, a uh, bit of crazy. I mean, however you want to shake that out, but Tennessee has yet to face a number one running back. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of running back, we do have a question coming in in the chat here. Uh, Terrence asking Brees Hall or Najee Harris full point PPR. So Najee has the matchup, but his performance year to date has been less than stellar. Um, He needs this game right now. I will tell you, I have both Najee and Brees in a league and I'm looking at that same decision. Currently I have Najee in there. I am taking the subpar performance of the Raiders front seven and and trying to speak life into this Najee thing. However, with it being a full point PPR, I, I 
I can understand where the nudge would be to Brees, kind of especially after he said, you know, you know basically give me the damn ball, right? He said, <laughs> talking about that earlier and some of the offensive woes and, and everything else for the Jets. And eventually they're going to have to cut him loose, right? He only had four carries last week against the Cowboys. They're saying he's not hurt. He's not, I mean, he's not listed on any of these injury reports. So he's, he's healthy. Um, two full games in. It's about time. He's he's about ready to cut loose, and and Dalvin just hasn't looked good, right? Like he's been okay, but just okay. He has not been great. He has not been dynamic. Week one, Brees Hall was dynamic against the Bills, and then they kind of shut him down against the Cowboys for whatever reason. But they did not use him very well against Dallas. I, it's a divisional game. The Jets have to have this, right? Like it is a divisional game. I. I'm about ready to talk myself into Brees Hall here just because of what I think they can do and at least staying in the same time zone. Steelers have to fly west and play a Sunday night football game. Players do get up for Sunday night, though. So uh, I'm seesawing, right? I'm right here with this guy. Right now, I have Najee in my starting lineup. So me personally, I'm starting Najee. Right, I'm going to go with Najee on this one. It's close though, right? Like in my own rankings, I've got, uh, you know, currently I've got Najee 23rd on the week. I've got Brees Hall 27. Like we're not talking big differences here. And, you know, projections wise, you're probably looking anywhere from a half point to a point, depending upon whose rankings, whose projections you're looking at there as far as a separator to it. However, this is, if you're going to get a Najee type of performance, it's got to happen this week. The Raiders defense is awful. This is the the week that if you're going to have a Najee sighting, this is the week that it's going to happen. And I'll go the Najee route there. Uh, Brees Hall, uh, yes, he's 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 a guy that can can absolutely make a couple of big plays happen and be right there with uh, right there in it for fantasy points for you. But I think this is the week that we see Najee pop a little bit, and uh, that would be the the route that I would go there. Uh, Terrence also asking start three between Addison Pickens, Cooper Wilson. The last three you have listed is, is it for me? Pickens, Cooper Wilson. Uh, I'm going to change this up slightly. I am absolutely starting Addison this week against a terrible chargers defense, right? They're going to be focused in on trying to slow down Jefferson. Uh, I think Addison gets loose today. We will, I have a prop on him for this game coming up. So Addison is a must start for me. Um, I don't think you can bench Garrett Wilson. He did it against the Cowboys, right? He broke loose and got you there and and above his projected total, right? Because of that big touchdown. So I think you have to go with Wilson. And so then you're going Pickens or Cooper cup or excuse me, Amari Cooper. Um, I think Pickens has the higher upside, much like his long touchdown that we saw against the Browns. If it's a PPR league, the, the the safer floor is with Amari Cooper, though. He's going to see better targets, quality targets. Um, and really, the Browns are going to have to move the ball through the air because the Titans' defense is third, uh, third best against the run right now. And for the Browns to kind of get used to life without Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson has to get right, and it's Amari Cooper. So, sadly, as much as a Pickens guy as I am, I think I'm sitting Pickens out of this three, and I'm going Addison Cooper Wilson. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's funny that you you were talking about the prop that you. I actually had a prop on George Pickens and uh, and his receiving yards as well. He's at, Vegas actually has had him listed as the higher um, projected uh, receiving yards over Addison there. So uh, 
Terrence, there you go. Kind of a split decision. We're both all in on uh, Amari Cooper and Wilson, and then you got the split decision between Addison and Pickens. Stay tuned. We, like Kevin said, he's got a prop on Addison. I've got a prop on Pickens. So uh, you know, you can you can see how you like that as that shakes out there. Stafford, Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I'm going Lawrence. Uh, the Houston Texans are down both their starting cornerbacks in this game. So um, it is a big advantage for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars to throw the ball this weekend. So I'm going T-Law. Yep, agreed. All righty, any other news notes, anything like that that we want to get to before we uh, start breaking down games? I mean, the essential outs, right? Uh, if you have – Austin Eckler, he is out. Get him out of your lineup. Um, if you have been kind of playing the Justice Hill gamble, he is out. So it is the Gus bus this weekend. So play Gus Edwards. He has a strong flex play this week. Um, let's see. Pay attention to Jalen Waddle. He is still in concussion protocol. He did play today or practice today, obviously non-contact, mm -hmm. but he was able to participate in parts of practice. So pay attention to the news about Jalen Waddle. Um, tomorrow morning or Sunday morning, whenever he can get through that five-step concussion protocol um, that he needs to clear to be able to play. Um, Anthony Richardson, out. Gardner Minshew, in. Um, and then um, Bryce Young, out. And then yep. Andy Dalton, in. Yep. So all great notes there. And again, right, make sure that you're checking the the, you know, the reports about 90 minutes before. That's when you'll start seeing those those reports on who's definitely in who's definitely out anybody that's questionable through tomorrow you'll get an answer on the early games 90 minutes before game time same thing with the afternoon games as well and so you'll be able to you know, kind of make those decisions as those rock and roll there a little bit yeah. more so there as yeah well. so that'll help with waddle right he's in that yep. early morning slate so 90 minutes before you'll have plenty of time to pivot yep and if uh if waddle goes like he's he's gonna get loose and he's gonna go crazy in that game so i concur All right Warm tubs over on Twitch, uh, giving us a bunch of. I think that's dinosaur emojis. Am I supposed I don't to be know. dolphins? I'm trying to see. Yeah, it could be maybe. I don't know. I like them. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> right. We're too old for that. Sorry, man. <laughs> right. And then he's asking NFL or college. We're we're talking all NFL slate of games here for the uh, for Sunday, uh, Sunday and Monday here, putting our uh, putting our takes on both the uh, the. Uh, the gambling side of it and the uh, fantasy football side of it. So, well, I'm not uh, afraid of college banter, though. Go ahead and toss it out. Derek, right. Derek and I watch enough college football on Saturdays. We'll be able to hold our own. Yes, that's very true. All righty, and he's saying that's awesome. All righty, so let's uh, let's get in here. Let's start rocking and rolling through the first slate of games here. Uh, unless we got any other thoughts. Let's roll, man. All right, let's do it. First up. We've got the uh, week three matchup, Tennessee Titans taking on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by three and a half in this one. The over under 39 and a half. What are your thoughts here? Uh, I'm taking Tennessee to cover here uh, again with just losing Nick Chubb, a very stout defense uh, really on both sides, uh, but specifically the running side on the run defense for the Titans. They are susceptible to the pass. Um, so Cleveland's going to have to, really throw the ball probably a bit more than what they have here these first couple weeks. Um, and Deshaun Watson hasn't been overly accurate. He has not quite been, uh, I guess he, he's not the guy that we saw three years ago, right? Like whether he's working his way back, whether it's the offense, whatever that is, he has moments of, Hey, that's really good. And then he has moments of, mm, I'm not sure what that is. So 
I'm taking the under in this game because of all those things. Um, I think Tennessee covers that hook, right? Doesn't surprise me as a three-point game. There is a clear path for Tennessee to win this game outright, although I'm not going to take them on the money line for this exercise. Agreed, right? Like this feels like a three-point game. I think that we probably see this, and I think this one gets into kind of that like ugly type of scoring type of deal. 18-15 type of matchup. You something something silly like that. 17-14 type of matchup here is where I think this thing's going to play. So I think the under comes in pretty comfortably on this. I do like Tennessee, especially with the hook on this thing. Uh, they are 2-0 and against the spread this season, so they've got some good things going there. That run defense is legit, is real, and uh, I, I just don't know that what Cleveland's offense is going to really look like sans Nick Chubb. Uh, yes, Jerome Ford popped and he looked good, but yeah, we were all expecting Nick Chubb to, to pop and look great as well. And he did before he got injured there as well. And he was off to a great start. So um, this Tennessee Titans defense, a whole other story here. Uh, the, as far as a prop that I like, I like Derrick Henry going over 10 and a half receiving yards in this one. Not very good. I have Amari Cooper much like the question here to start the show off. I have Amari Cooper going over the 57 and a half. I think he easily clears 70 yards in this game. You got that at a, at a great line. Cause when I was looking at that one uh, just a little bit ago, right. When we were talking on that uh, Pickens, Cooper, Wilson questions, Addison question, uh, the line had actually jumped all the way up to 61 and a half on that one. So uh, locked you, you locked it in at the right time. I like Me it. In the bank. Absolutely. All righty. Let's go ahead and head on over to, the next matchup here, we've got the Atlanta Falcons visiting the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit favored by three in this one. The over-under is 46. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm taking the Lions. Um, their, their running defense might be a little bit less than what the Packers can be. So I think Atlanta will be able to move the ball a little bit. But what the Detroit Lions can do that the Packers could not do is put the ball in the air. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's a go uh, with with the toe, the, the turf toe, toe injury, whatever that is. So um, I'm happy about that. I, I am going to take the under, though. I think ultimately the defense is – I think it's going to be kind of a slower first half here. Like I don't expect a whole lot of points in the first half. The second half I do think it will open up a little bit. Um, but the, the Lions kind of learned their lesson from the game against the Seahawks. I think they correct some of those woes and they end up making it back here in this game. Right. I, I think you're, I think you're right. I'm, I'm going to take Detroit as well. I, uh, I think that they are going to, this is one of those at worst case, they, this pushes, right? Like the three mm-hmm. points are better is, is where I'm at on Detroit on this one. I do like that under, right? Like, Yes, they're, I think Detroit learned a lot defensively, but Atlanta's going to do everything they can to take all the air out of the ball on this one, right? Like Atlanta's not afraid to try and run the ball 50 times, and if you let them, they'll, they'll do it. Um, so I think that this is going to be a slower-moving game when Atlanta gets the ball, and yeah, that's, that's been the secret. How do you make Detroit beatable? Well, you, you make them play a slower-paced, slog-it-out, uh, low-scoring type of affair. And that's where that's that's where they've been susceptible the last you know two years really. Um, in 20, most twenty four twenty feels yeah pretty stinking accurate for this game. Yep, that's kind of where I've got that as well. So uh, as far as the prop goes, Tyler Algier, I'm looking for him to go over his forty six and a half yard rushing prop. Fair enough. Um, no, David Montgomery. 
yes, Craig Reynolds is going to be, you know, kind of that first down back, but I think we're going to see a little bit more Gibbs this week. So I'm taking Gibbs over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think they're going to use him to get out wide and try and stretch this Falcons defense out a little bit. I like it. And guys, if you have any questions about your fantasy rosters, anything like that, throw them out there. Let's make sure that we're getting you answers as we go through these things as well. All righty. Let's go ahead and hit up that next matchup here. We've got the New Orleans Saints taking on the Green Bay Packers up there at Lambeau Field. The Packers favored by one and a half at home. Uh, line on this one, 42 and a half. Thoughts on this one? Uh, this one's a little... Uh... I'm not going to say it's wrong, right? Like these guys in Vegas who set the lines get paid a lot of money to be right most of the time. Um, but, man, I, I'm taking New Orleans here to cover on the road. So I, I think this is I think this is a game that they can absolutely go in there and win. For a team in the South in general, it's always a perk when you get an early season matchup in Green Bay. If, if this game were in November, December, I think I'd be leaning the, the other way just because of the elements. But – in September, not so much. So I'm going to take New Orleans to cover. I'm going to go with the over this game. I, I feel like this is this is you know kind of another one of those 24 to 20 type games. Like I just you know I I, I don't know. Not necessarily shootout, high scoring affair, but the 42 and a half. I think we can get to 44 at least. Yeah, yeah. Again, this this one feels like a 24 21 type of matchup. Uh, field goal type of game. I do think that Green Bay finds a way to cover this thing. I uh, I do like that right there. They they just kind of have found their way into uh, you know doing well against the spread here. Uh, New Orleans has yet to cover a spread this uh, you know cover the points uh, on this season so far. So I'm going to take Green Bay at home. Uh, I think they win by a field goal on this thing. I do like the over uh, as well as far as a prop goes. I think Derek Carr. Uh, who's shown pretty well here th- throughout the season uh, early on. And I think he's going to go over 230, uh, 230.5 passing yards. I like that because it plays right into my prop. I have Chris Olave going over 65.5 receiving yards. All righty. Let's go ahead and head on over to Miami where the Denver Broncos are coming to town. Miami favored by 6.5. The over-under on this one, 47.5. Thoughts on this one? So part of this might be jaded Homer <laughs> and part of it might just be facts of life. I think the Miami dolphins are going to wipe the floor with the Denver Broncos. Like I, I, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I wouldn't bet the dolphins if they were 12 or 13 point favorites right now. Like I really think that they're just going to absolutely crush them. Denver is a mess right now. Their defense under Vance Joseph with basically the same personnel as last year does not look in in sync at all. Their offense, you get spurts, right? You get drives here and there where they look efficient and they look good. And then the next six drives, it looks terrible all over again. So I'm taking the Dolphins. Right now I have the over. They're calling for possible weather in Miami. Now, if the weather hits, I will. I would switch this to the under as far as kind of how I would bet that. So clear skies, I like the over. If they do get the weather that they're potentially calling for, I think that's enough to shift this down to the under as both teams will be a little bit more careful with the ball and you won't see them air it out quite as much. Yeah, I mean, if the over is going to happen, it's going to be because Miami puts up 30, 35 points, which I think that they will easily do because the Broncos – 
the Broncos have a hard time getting past 20 points. Like they just oh, yeah, look, right? Yeah, like, right. Last week against the commanders, right? We was, was an anomaly there for the first half and, and big shot after big shot and really where the Dolphins are susceptible or on the ground. Right. So that doesn't lead to big shots. It leads grinding it out, slowing the clock down, tens towards the under, right? So I think I might be talking myself into that under just because I don't think Denver can score enough, right? I, they, if they score 16 points, I think that might be a win, <laughs> a moral victory coming up here in this game. I just don't see him being able to touch 20. Yeah, I, this one's one of those that I, I honestly think this one could be 35 to 14 when we look up and, and see this thing, right, with Miami just trouncing uh, this one. So I, I'm there with you. I'm going to take Miami. I'm going to take the over, but I do like that call on the weather. If that weather is rolling in, weather report's looking bad, I'm going to shift that over call to the under as well, right? Like it, at that point, it might become a little bit more of a grinded-out game. As far as right now goes, one of the props that I really like is Tua to go over 263 and a half passing yards. Uh, this is one of those that's really seemingly the only the only part of that Denver pass defense that can do anything is uh, PS2. Uh, you know, Patrick Sertan. Other than that, you know, look for the Dolphins to to just spread the ball out, throw it all over the yard, and especially if Waddle plays, I'm I'm thinking Waddle just goes ham. Yes. So uh, I'm uh, disclaimer. Once there's if, if Jalen Waddle is cleared from concussion protocol and can go, whatever his prop is, I'm taking the over for receiving yards. Like it could be set at a, it, it could be set. Uh, Justin Jefferson this week is at 101 and a half, highest receiving prop we've seen so far this season. If Jalen Waddle had that prop, I would take it going up against the Denver Broncos this week. However. There is no prop for Jalen Waddle because he is in concussion protocol and still questionable. So I pivoted. I'm taking Javante Williams over 13 and a half receiving yards. I think they're going to have to use the screen game. Russ has been trying to get it out quick. They were pretty efficient doing that in the first game, going to the running backs and tight ends against uh, the the Raiders and then got away from that in the second half week two, they went a little bit more vertical. That wasn't sustainable as we saw. So I think they go back to kind of a balance but I do think that allows Javante to catch a couple screen passes, get to 13 and a half. I like it. So warm tubs over on Twitch saying that he's excited for that last matchup. And Mr. COD Reaper saying, Hey, Kevin and Derek, Mr. COD Reaper, welcome into the chat there. Welcome on back. All righty. Let's go ahead and uh, hit up the next matchup again, guys. If you, you know, viewers and listeners out there, if you got some questions, throw them in the chat here. Let's hit those things up. Let's rock and roll and get you guys the answers that you're looking for here for your uh, week three fantasy football matchups here. All right, next matchup. We got the Los Angeles Chargers heading to the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota favored by one, the over under 54 in this one. Thoughts? So a couple things with this game. Highest scoring game of the week. Mm-hmm. 73% of the money from the public is on the over, which logic should tell you take the under. And Murphy's Law, when you have these two high scoring offenses go up against each other, they somehow stub their toe and it looks like poo for the first quarter and a half before they kind of unkink themselves. I'm going against all of that. I am taking, <laughs> I'm going to take Minnesota to cover this. I say they limit their turnovers and, and kind of fix some of the ailments that have nagged them for the first two weeks and really cost them both games. If they don't turn the ball over in either game, I think they beat Philly and I think they beat Tampa Bay in back in week one. So Minnesota doesn't turn the ball over. They cover the spread, 
And I'm going to take the over because, damn it, we want Star Wars numbers. Put up them points. I like that. Yes. Put up the points indeed. I'm going to be right there with you. I think this one... Yeah, this one's not going to surprise me. We look up and we get a 60 burger when this thing's all said and done, right? It's in a dome. There's not weather that's not going to, you know, affect this thing at all. So, yeah. I'm going to take the Chargers, though, when it's all said and done. I think they find a way to, to pull one out. They get their first W on the uh, on the year. So I do think that we find that one. Um, the yeah, loser's essentially out of the playoff picture already. Right. And, yeah, now, and anything's possible. They could rail off 10 straight. Yes, it's possible. But essentially, the, the loser of this game to drop to 0-3 is in massive trouble of missing a, the playoffs already. That's a big hole to dig out of. Right? Like you saw the, the Lions last year, right? The darlings of, of kind of the NFL go on that massive tear over the back half and still miss. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, the Vikings I mean, would have a clearer path to get out of it than the Chargers would. True. Just true. because of how the AFC is. And we, we you know, it's the clear. division and everything else. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs, with their struggles even, are, are still head and shoulders above everybody else in that division. Correct. Yes. All righty. And so, one of the props that I like on this one, I like Keenan Allen to go over his, uh, his receiving prop of 68 and a half yards. Very good. I'm taking Addison, Jordan Addison, over 50 and a half. I think he's being disrespected here by Vegas a little bit. I think that um, caught, you know, he's had some good weeks back-to-back. He's showing well, right? He's doing what we thought he would to start the season as a rookie. And the more he plays, the more comfortable he's going to get. High-scoring passing affair. The Chargers are not getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback at the moment. And Kirk Cousins has looked very, very good throwing the football here for the first two weeks of the season. Um, it can't all go to Justin Jefferson. So Jordan Addison over 50 and a half. I like it. I actually saw a, uh, you know, somebody was, was going through and, and projecting out at 17 game pace. Kirk Cousins is on a 6,000 yard, 17 game pace, 50 plus touchdowns. And yeah, like he's on a historic type of pace through two games. So We'll see how this thing continues yeah, here. Last time we had a quarterback hit that pace, that was Dak Prescott. And mm. we know what happened there. Yeah. All righty. Let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup here. We got the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets. New England favored by two and a half. Uh, over under is 36 and a half on this one. Uh Bill Belichick is still a mastermind, and by the time it's all said and done with, he will still own the Jets, right, especially with Zach Wilson-led. So I'm going to take New England to cover this. I think it's a field goal game, uh, but I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be ugly. Um, it's going to be harder for Mac Jones to move the ball around. They're going to have to utilize both Zeke and Stevenson best they can. Um, Hunter Henry in the red zone, yes, but – I'm not seeing any big plays coming out of this. This Jets defense is a is a good unit, guys. Like, don't let this you know, don't let last week against the Cowboys fool you. Um, the unit there is very strong, so just not quite enough offensively. So I'm gonna say New England covers. Yeah, I like that. I I do think the New England wins this. I think this is a field goal game again. This is one of those that I think we're gonna get some ugly scoring when it's all said and done. You know. 18-15, uh, 17-14 type of deal. We we might even get uh, 
No, I think that's about it. About 18-15, I think, is how we're going to see this thing play out here. Um, so the under is where I'm taking. I do think New England wins this thing by that field goal. One of the props that I really like was Hunter Henry to go over his receiving prop. Hunter Henry's been on a tear of late this season. Uh, rushing or Receiving prop, only 29 and a half yards. I like that. He's been the early season tight end darling, right? If you waited on tight end, uh, this is this is why, right? Hunter Henry, tight end two going into week three. Not saying that that's sustainable, but it is showing that you can wait on tight end, especially with the health issues of the top four that we've seen here and Kyle Pitts just being non-existent. Um, so another you know, chalk it up to being able to wait on tight end once again. Now, with that said, I'm taking uh, Garrett Wilson over 48 and a half. This number just seems so low. And yes, the Patriots are going to do some different things. They're going to make it difficult. I think he can find a way to get to 50, 53 yards. And you just hope some of those yards leads him into the end zone to get you to, you know, a, you know, a 13, a, a 13 point week, right? That's what you're kind of looking for. You're looking for a 13, maybe a 14 point week out of Garrett Wilson. And that is a win for your team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and head on into our next matchup here. We've got the uh, Buffalo Bills taking on the Washington Commanders. Uh, Bills favored by six, the over-under on this one, 43. Thoughts on this matchup? So I'm taking Washington to cover the six. Currently on MGM, you can get this game at six and a half, which I like even more. Um, but I'm taking Washington to cover this. Their their defense locked down. Uh, you know, the first half was kind of the woes against the Broncos, and then they kind of locked them down the second half. Um, they played um, – they played well in week one. Obviously, this defense not as dynamic as what it was, what, three, four years ago um, when they were on a crazy good pace of getting after the quarterback, but they're still extremely efficient. So I think they're going to find ways to slow Josh Allen and company down just enough to stay within reach, but I'm going to take the over. I think there's going to be points in this game. I don't know that the Bills' defense um, is cohesive enough right now to slow teams down and, and cover – you know, a touchdown spread. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those that when I when I look up, I think this one's going to be about a 24-20 type of game. Uh, so just barely on the over for me. Um, but I do think that the commanders find a way to sneak inside that six, uh, six points there. As far as a prop that I really like, Josh Allen to go over five and a half rush attempts in this game. Ooh. There you go. I'm going to take James Cook over 18 and a half receiving yards. That seems really light for a guy who caught seven balls last week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is, uh, that's a really good call there. All right. Let's go ahead and head up our next matchup here. We've got the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored by eight and a half on this one. The over under is uh, 44. Thoughts on this one? Um, I'm I'm taking Jacksonville here. And again, currently, again on MGM, now it's it's down to eight. So if you like Jacksonville, save yourself that hook. You can go get it at eight. But I like this at eight and a half. This Houston team is scrapping, but they're ju it's just talent deficient, right? It's just talent deficient. We mentioned earlier they're down. Uh, they're down both starting cornerbacks for this game, so I think that means a pass-heavy game plan for the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I'm also going to take the over. I think Houston will get 
Houston will get theirs. They'll get to 17, 18 points. But I do think that the Jags could touch 28, 30 points and get us that over. Yeah, I like that call there because that's about what I see is, is Jacksonville getting to about 32 is what I see them hanging on this thing. I do see the Texans managing to get into double digits. So I do like the over on this one, and I, I think this is going to be about a 32 to 32-17 type of game when it's all said and done. So I'll uh, I'll take the over. I will take Jacksonville to cover on that. As far as a prop that I really like, Travis Etienne, right? This feeds right into – what you were talking about there, like even if they aren't necessarily going over the top down the field to Kirk or um, to uh, Calvin Ridley um, to the passing game, I, I think they'll get uh, Travis Etienne out in space and he's going to go over 16 and a half receiving yards. No, absolutely. I'm taking Nico Collins over 53 and a half. So while Patrick Mahomes did spread the ball out last week when they played the Chiefs, week one, Michael Pittman was able to get over 100 yards from. Uh, Anthony Richardson. So I think Nico and the chemistry that he has with CJ Stroud has been very, very good, right? A great wide receiver, late wide receiver pickup, uh, whether it was late in your draft or if you're able to snag him off the waiver wire, good for you. I think that trend continues. So I have him going over 53 and a half. I like it. All right, next matchup. We got the Baltimore Ravens with the Indianapolis Colts coming to town. The Ravens are favored by eight and a half. The over under on this one is 44. Thoughts on this one? I'm gonna take I'm taking Indy here to cover the eight and a half. I just I'm I feel like that spread's too big for Baltimore. I like Minshew Mania, right? He's good for a spot start. And it's not clockwork, but you always feel like you get some fireworks out of that because Minshew just finds a way to make things happen. So I think Indy keeps this game within a touchdown. So I have them covering. I'm, and I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to find a way to put up some points here and at least push Baltimore. Um, but I'm going to take Baltimore on the money line. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I kind of like that. But I do think that Baltimore finds a way to get this thing done, right? Like, I, I just don't – this one is not going to surprise me if we look up and it's a 10-point game. Not going to surprise me when we look up and see it be a 35-10 to 10 type of matchup. Like, I could see – all of that playing out there. And as much as I like Gardner Minshew uh, coming in and, and doing what he does and uh, being kind of that firecracker, that spark plug for a team, I just don't think that he necessarily gets it done here. And I think Baltimore finds a way to, to do it, to cover, to, you know, they put up enough points for the over to hit. Uh, one of the props that I really like though, um, Zach Moss to go over 14 and a half rushing attempts. Okay, I'm taking Zay Flowers over 52 and a half receiving yards. Odell Beckham is out of this game. The Colts have not been good against the pass so far this season. They're struggling to get pressure on the quarterback, and I think that allows Zay Flowers to have a big game. And I believe that this was last year that uh, Lamar Jackson just went absolutely crazy through the air against Indy, if memory serves right. So it could be a – yeah. If history repeats itself, you could be in for a, a really good, uh, really good Zay Flowers game there. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get kicked off here with the afternoon slate of games, and we're going to get started off with the Carolina Panthers heading to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's favored by sixty. Over under on this one is forty-two. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm going to take Seattle to cover this game. I think talent's going to prevail going up into the Northwest. It's a hard place to play there in Seattle. The Twelves do a good job rallying behind their team and making it difficult. Yes, you have Andy Dalton, who is a veteran quarterback, so it's not going to be 
a new situation for him, I think is how I want to phrase that. However, I think Seattle just has too much over the length of the game. I have them covering the six points, uh, but I'm going to take the over. I think I, I think Andy Dalton's going to be able to move the ball here a little bit and put up just enough points here so we can get that 20, you know, 23 to 14 or 24 to 14 type game uh, to, to get us to that over. Um, so, yeah. Seattle over. Yeah, I see this one being a push on both sides, right? I, I like this is one of those I, I was looking through this thing. I see this being about a twenty-four to eighteen matchup, um, so a push on the uh, on the spread, push on the total. Uh, but that being the case, and and for again the points of this exercise, I'm going to take Carolina to cover, right? I think that they can find an, enough to get there. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, the crafty veteran, I think finds just enough. Uh, with this Carolina offense to to keep this thing within six points. Uh, I do think that we find just enough points to sneak to the over. One of the props that I really like was Adam Thielen to go over three and a half receptions. Uh, kind of the old guy to old guy connection here. No, fair enough. I have Jonathan Mingo over 35 and a half receiving yards. He has been on the field over 90% of the offensive snaps through two games here for the Panthers. And he's seen seven targets in each game. Andy Dalton's going to be a little bit more accurate, I think, than uh, Bryce Young here to start. He'll be a little bit more confident, maybe, in fighting some of those tighter windows for Mingo. And I think that spells success. I like it. All righty, next matchup here. We have the Chicago Bears heading to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12.5. The over-under is 48 on this one. Thoughts? Uh, I'm taking KC, but I'm taking the under. I, I just don't think the Bears score enough points. I think KC will let off the gas like they tend to do. Like I think they keep this at about a 13, 14-point game, but I don't know that they're going to be pushing to necessarily burn the barn down, if you will. Um, but nevertheless, it, it, easy win for Kansas City and we do uh, we do not reach the forty eight points. Yeah, this is this is a tough one because Kansas City, when they start getting up into those you know two possession games, like historically over the last few years, they just haven't done a great job of covering those those things. So I almost went with the Bears, and then I remembered that it was the Bears that I was going to be picking there, and uh, decided against that. So I'm going to take Kansas City on this one. Uh, as far as the over-under goes, I think we do see some points on this one. I think we could easily see Kansas City get up there 35 points, and I think we see the Bears struggle bust their way into you know, 13 points here. So I think that we can see the over on this one. As far as a prop that I really like, uh, was DJ Moore to go over 43.5 receiving yards. Uh, this is one that I think he gets just enough volume again for him yeah, I think we probably see him with four or five receptions, and I think we can see him him clear probably 50 yards on this one. No, fair enough. I honestly did not love the props on this game, uh, partially because Kansas City does spread it out so much. Like, I liked Rasheed Rice over 13 and a half receiving yards. Like, I thought that was a good one. I could have gone there. Um, I, I definitely took one with low-hanging fruit. I'm taking a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. I like it. All right, question coming in before we get to the next matchup here. Uh, Richard, over on YouTube, standard league, need, uh, standard league need a flex. London, Judy, Jerome Ford, James Connor. Out of all of those, I'm probably going to lean James Connor, even with that tough Dallas matchup. Um, I'm going to lean Jerry Judy 
in this game. Um, they're going to be and, and it's because I feel like the Broncos are going to be trailing so much. They're going to have to abandon the run game. I feel like at some point, uh, Judy's a little bit more dynamic, uh, can get out of routes and breaks slightly faster than Cortland Sutton can. And two weeks, so his first game back was last week. They kind of monitored his snaps, didn't play him a whole lot. I think they increased those reps coming into this week. You'll see Judy, in my opinion, put up the best week. Fair enough. So you got two different points viewpoints there. And you can kind of take that as you will. I just, in a standard league, right, when I don't get any points for receptions, things like that, I always tend to lean towards a running back. I think James Conner, right, and really what you're looking for in standard leagues is who falls into the end zone. I think James Conner probably gets the lone touchdown out there for the Arizona Cardinals this week. So uh, I just don't trust uh, Russell Wilson to put the ball in the end zone. So that's kind of where I'm at on that one. You've got two different viewpoints there, and you can take it. How you see it and how you like it there, Richard. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and head on over to the next matchup here. We got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Arizona Cardinals, traveling out to the desert. You've got the uh Cowboys favored by 12 and a half. Over under on this one, 43. Thoughts on this game? I, I have the Cowboys walking away with this one. I think that this is a team that absolutely can cover the 12 and a half um with relative ease because they're they're efficient on the ground and the play action pass, right? Dak has not necessarily had a big game yet this season, but he hasn't had to um, as they tore apart the giants and kind of just kept the jets at arm's length and toyed with them a little bit throughout that game. So um, I am taking Dallas. I'm not sure why I wrote Arizona in our sheet, but I'm taking Dallas, Derek. I'm changing that right now. So taking Dallas, but I'm taking the under, I don't think we're going to see, Massive amount of points here. Dallas can get if Dallas can get to, you know, twenty four to twenty eight points. I, I think Arizona might be able to get to like thirteen. That's kind of how I see this thing as well. I I do see Dallas absolutely rolling in this one, so I'm not looking for, you know, Arizona. I think is just going to have a really really tough time when it's all said and done here. Uh, I do like the under on this thing as well. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking more in the like the the twenty four to ten type of matchup, right? Like one of those Dallas just kind of gets out and you know, the defense does enough to lock it down. They just start kind of running the ball, killing the clock. Um, but yeah, this is one of those that uh, yeah, I, I just I don't think there's going to be many points in this thing. One of the props I like, and I think that this one will get hit really early, is Tony Pollard to go over sixteen and a half receiving yards. I have Josh Dobbs under 180 and a half passing yards. I think the, this Cowboys pass rush is just going to make his life a living hell. Fair enough. All righty. Let's go ahead and head to the Sunday night game. we got the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by two and a half. The over under on this one, 43 thoughts on this game. I'm taking the Raiders at home by a field goal. Right, I think this game will be pretty tightly contested. We'll see something, you know, some magic happen late in the fourth. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if we see, you know, a late Jimmy Garoppolo game-winning drive. Right, just kind of is able to feed into Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. Um, but nevertheless, uh, going to take the under. I think points are going to end up being at a premium in this game. The Steelers' defense is solid. Right, they're not. Um, not steel curtain great by any stretch, but I think they're, they're going to cause some problems here for the Raiders for a good majority of the game. So uh, Vegas to cover last second field goal and taking the under. 
Yeah, that last second field goal, I think, is about what's going to def- uh, differentiate this one. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see almost a push on the uh, the total there. Like 23 to 20 feels, a- feels right on this thing. Uh, but I do think that we're going to see just the under. So a, a 20 to 17 type of matchup um, as well. Like that wouldn't surprise me. One of the props that I really like, though, was George Pickens to go over 51 and a half receiving yards. Very good. And I have Jalen Warren going over 15 and a half receiving yards. I think uh, his efficiency as of late is going to lead for uh, probably a few more touches than what Najee owners would like to have. And uh, Warren's been pretty explosive with the ball in his hands. So I think he's able to pick this up, you know, two, three plays. You'll, you'll get there pretty easy. I like it. Monday night, we got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles Heading down to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Philly favored by five over under on this one, 44 and a half. Uh, Philly in the over. So Tampa Bay can stop the run. They have not stopped the pass very well this season so far. So uh, this is just going to be, yeah, Philly's going to try and keep them honest a little bit, but Jalen Hurts is going to be able to rip it. Um, so I think it's a good thing for A.J. Brown uh, to kind of get off the schneid. Devonta Smith is going to keep doing his things. You might even see Dallas Goddard. Um, come up with back-to-back performances after a week one goose egg. So um, I like the Eagles here to cover the five. It wouldn't, you know, uh, six, seven points. I, I don't think that they blow the the Buccaneers out being on the road, um, but I do think that there's enough offensive firepower in Philly to cover that five. Right. I think that this one, I mean, uh, it's hard to go against Philly, right? Like, They've, they've, they've looked good. They've, they've done lots of really good things uh, going back two seasons now. However, I think I'm going to, I'm going to switch, switch that around here because I was originally going to, to go with Philadelphia. I'm leaning Tampa Bay to cover on this one, right? You know, call it my, call it my Baker bias or whatever you want to call it here. But I do think the Tampa Bay finds a way to keep this into about a field goal type of game here. Uh, the Buccaneers have just been scrappy all season long, finding ways to get things done. I do think that we see the over hit on this one. Not going to surprise me when we look up and we see this one, you know, play out and we see a, you know, 24, 21, 27, 24 type of matchup on this one. Uh, as far as a prop goes that I really like, I really like Jalen Hurts to go under 237 and a half passing yards. I'm hoping you're wrong because I need him. I need a big week out of him in the home league. Um, I'm taking AJ Brown over. Uh, 68 and a half receiving yards. I think this is a week where you finally get to see AJ Brown kind of bust out of this schneid he's been on here for the first couple of weeks. Right. And AJ Brown was, you know, we, we had a, we, Fantasy Pros published an article by, by something that, uh, that got written by us. So the, yeah, and that was one of our trade candidates. You know, buy low type of thing was AJ Brown, right? Like you can read more about it over there and all that good stuff. But yeah, th- I think you're right. I think this is the week that he goes off and, uh, we see some very big things out of him. So if this is if you're looking at trying to acquire him, I think this is your last chance to get him on the cheap. Monday night, we got the Rams, we got the Bengals, and the Cincy favored by three. The over under is 44. Thoughts on this one? I, I'm perplexed by this one. Like we yes. know the not only of the issues that the Bengals have had, but the questionable status of Joe Burrow and his calf, and they're a field goal favorite, and the Rams have played very well here these first couple weeks. Um, 
So I'm taking LA. Um, I'm going to take the under. I, I don't think that I don't think either team is going to be looking to light the scoreboard up. But you know, at 44, this game this game wouldn't surprise me if it was you know 20 22-19, right? Some you know something kind of funky like that to to get us there. I mean, you could even see 23-20, as, you know, somewhere. But I would be much more inclined if the Rams were three-point favorites going into this game than the Bengals. I, I think I think Cincinnati's in trouble here, guys. Right. Um, I, I think you're absolutely right there. Like, this is one of those that I, I – when I was looking at this, I'm like, you're, you're giving the Rams points? Like, I get that the Bengals, you know, have gone deep into the playoffs last couple of years, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow hasn't looked right, right, coming off that tweak – uh, calf muscle yet again on this thing. So I'm going to take LA. I think that they find a way to, you know, if, if not even outright win this thing, keep this thing very, very close. I do think that we see the under a uh, part of that is, is I don't know that I can trust the Bengals right now to put up more than about 14 points. So uh, yeah, this is one of those that it's not going to surprise me if we see a incredibly low scoring Monday night game, something even in the 17 to 14 type of old school, drag it out type of matchup here. So that's where I kind of see that one playing. Uh, prop that I really like, I like the newest member of the Breakfast Club to uh, go over his receiving prop of 63 and a half yards. Of course, I'm talking about Puka, Puka Nakua. Oh, very good. Um, to kind of coincide with that, Van Jefferson's been the forgotten man out, right? You've seen Tutu Atwell emerge. Tyler Higby's still getting his. Uh, Jefferson's the one guy who is not um, – I don't know if he's in the wide receiver doghouse, much like Cam Akers was in the running back doghouse. We'll see about that. But uh, I'm saying Van Jefferson under 37 and a half receiving yards. He's just not getting looks this way from Matt Stafford. Right. I, he, he should show up to those morning breakfast workouts, I guess. Like that's, that must be the, what I want to know is, is who's the beat writer in LA that, you know, has missed that, uh, you know, that, that coverage in the off season on, on who's uh, who's showing up to the to the morning you know, breakfast workouts with Stafford and and Cup like that's what I want to know. You know uh, these uh, some some of these beat writers do a really good job standing on it, and some they, you know they just take hearsay and write about it. So, all right, we do have a question coming in here. Ten ten person league, Josh Allen. Eckler, James Cook, Amon Ra, Mike Williams, Andrews, Kenneth Walker III. Bench is Jerome Ford, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, Dotson, Charbonnet, Deontay, Algier, Roshan, Gainwell. Traded Kenneth Walker III for Christian Kirk and A.J. Brown. Is that a W? I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it, right? I mean, we expect AJ Brown that his worst two weeks are kind of behind him almost. So, I'm not opposed to that. Um, you kind of get in a two-man race there in Philly, as opposed to what seems to be a three-man race in Jacksonville with with Christian Kirk. Um, Kenneth Walker the third. I mean, you've got Eckler, so when Eckler's back and healthy, he's electric. James Cook has proven to be a, a very good RB2. Algier, Roshan, and Gainwell give you enough depth there that you can kind of maneuver that. But right now with Eckler being down, like some of your top side, um, top upside, um, or just running back floors is kind of not there. So uh, some of this is going to be a little bit of hindsight looking back on it. I don't mind the trade, just – 
this is going to be one of those that you look back on the season and it's going to depend very much so on, on what Eckler does um, rest of the season and how he comes back looking for you. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like the Ford pickup. I right. just don't like it this week, right? This week is going to be a challenge for Ford, but going forward, I do like the pickup. I am not a believer in cream hunt. There's a reason that this coaching staff and this front office willingly let him walk into free agency without even really trying to bring him back until obviously the unfortunate thing with Nick Chubb. So um, I'm not worried about cream hunt. I think it is Jerome Ford's backfield. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to the trade, um, but man, I'd like to know that Eckler's like back next week and you're only floating one week or one more week without him. Cause James Cook headlining your backfield, um, is, is going to be a little painful, right? We've seen what I, Algier can do in week one, and then we saw what he can't do in week two. So it's going to be a little bit boomer bust there, but I think, uh, uh, you know, having Amon there, Andrews obviously is great for tight ends. I think he's going to get fed. Mike Williams in a great matchup this week, so you'll like that. So I'm not opposed to it, um, being able to basically throw Amon Ra and A.J. Brown in each week, and then you can move Mike Williams into your flex. I think that makes the roster work out fair enough for you. Yeah. Andrew over on YouTube, got a bench one this week. I can tell you right now, I bet you Kevin and I have a split decision on this one, but you got a bench one, and I'm assuming that's Keenan Allen, Nico Collins, George Pickens, and Jordan Addison. Who are y'all benching? For me, it's Addison is who I'm is who I'm benching on that one. Yeah, I think it's the same thing we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just where we're split. For me, it's Pickens. I, I'm I want the matchup with the highest point total. I want a piece of it. Right. And I, I like it. it. It just, like I said, I think that, you know, again, George Pickens, a guy that can take care of it in one play. And I think that Pittsburgh finds a way to, to do that. Um, Jordis and Jordison Addison, though, I, I think you're right. I think he definitely provides probably a safer floor um, this week for sure than what George Pickens does. I, just, I like the upside of, of what Pickens can do. So, yeah, I think, I think you and I are split again. Same thing that we were saying earlier that. Yeah. So we like Allen and Collins. Mm-hmm. It, we are split between Pickens and Addison. Um, obviously, you kind of heard our takes. Both of us think they go over their receiving prop. Right. Um, the receiving prop was very similar between the two of them. Yeah, the yard like, difference, right. right? Yours was 51 and a half. Addison's was 50 and a half. So um, they're definitely neck and neck, right? So it's it's just the fact. Now I, flavor, right? His flavor is Pickens this week. Mine's Addison. Normally, I would be leaning Pickens as well if it wasn't going up against a terrible Chargers secondary. Yeah, I was trying to see too real quick if I could see who the um, you know kind of the anytime touchdown props on these guys were as well, and that that might might sway me a little bit here. So let's just look that up here real quick, right? We got Minnesota. I, just, I happen to have that one pulled up here sooner. So let's look here. Jordan Addison has the anytime touchdown of plus 220 is the, the best odds out there. Most of them are about 150. And then let's take a look here at Pittsburgh. George Pickens here. 
So Vegas is thinking that uh, Addison has a better chance of getting into the end zone. So that uh, that very well could be your answer because the odds are a little bit a uh, little bit higher for Pickens to get into the end zone there. So Andrew, at, at that point, I'd, I'd probably uh, you could you could argue the Addison route, and I wouldn't wouldn't fight you on that one. So uh, Kevin, I think you brought me over to that side there. Uh, Ty over on YouTube saying that uh, they're hoping the Jerome Ford can hold them over. He can't. He's just got a couple tough weeks. You right. just have to stick with Ford. Going up back-to-back weeks between uh, Tennessee and then San Francisco, it's it's going to be a choppy two weeks for Jerome Ford. But don't get too frustrated where you rage drop him. You are going to want him. He will come through. You know, right now, if you have to play him, think of him as think of him as a spot flex play, right? For the next two weeks, like if you have to play him, you got to play him. But if you have a better option, don't be frustrated by it. It's just two weeks, and then after that Niners game, the the Browns hit a patch where Ford should feast. Like you just mm-hmm. need to get past you know week four, and then week five on, it looks a lot better for him. Actually, so I, I just pulled up his schedule. He's got Tennessee this week, Baltimore week four, week five. They've got the bye, week six there at San Francisco. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry. So four weeks here. That, that's going to be tough there. But then you're going to get some very easy sledding um, kind of down the stretch, especially, you know, when you start looking playoff time, right? Like you get week 15 Chicago, uh, week 16 Houston. Like those looking pretty good there. Week 17, a little bit tough championship game against the Jets. But um, – Right, and like, I'm not scared of Baltimore. Right. Like, yes, they're good, but I'm not overly scared. That Niners game's going to be tough. This Tennessee game's going to be tough on them. Right. But that, that sandwich in between, right? You get the week and then the bye. So. And then he, and then after San Francisco, he sees Indy, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Denver, the Rams. Like, yes. that's, a, that's yes. a, a plus, plus matchup schedule there. So, yeah, it's one of those that you're going to have to – Week seven on is, is what you're hoping for, right? Like, till you get to week seven uh, with Jerome Ford, might be a little tough sledding there. But week seven on, there there's a lot of plus matchups rolling through for him. So, yeah, I think he'll you'll be all right. Red, he'll see goal line carries, right? So you're hoping for some touchdowns to help make up for it because right. the yardage by itself won't be there. Right. Uh, Andrew was saying, man, this decision is making my head hurt, but not a problem, bad problem to have. You know what? <laughs> Andrew, I, I hopped on Kevin, you know, the bandwagon that Kevin was pulling there. And uh, so, Addison, there you go. We'll, we'll make that decision even easier for you. We're all – he and I are both on the Allen Collins-Addison train. And then Andrew saying thank you all. Uh, Ty saying that uh, – back to the Jerome Ford. Uh, he does just need 10 points, uh, maybe a lucky TD. The – yeah, you know, he's a plus one twenty five to score TD, right? Like, yeah, they get they, in there. like it, right? And it's completely plausible, right? The the Browns, it's going to be a grimy affair, but you could absolutely see it, right? You, you, whether it's you know a deep Watson pass that gets him inside that five yard line, whatever it is, like he's going to see that goal line carry. So, so yeah, absolutely, you can see the touchdown. I think ten points. I think ten points is feasible. Right, uh, you know, if he catches, if he catches two passes, if he catches two passes, I think ten points is almost a shoe in. If you're looking for more than ten, it might be a little tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at some of the you know consensus rankings out there, and, and half point scoring 
they're projecting Jerome Ford to get to 10.7, um, ranked RB25 on the week. So I, there's a path that he can get there. Um, I, I like Jerome Ford's ability to do it more so than Joshua Kelly's ability last year or last week to do it. But um, it's it's a tough matchup, but I, I think that he will get close to that for you. So yeah. very well and the Browns happen. won't abandon the run the way the Chargers did. No, no, not at all. So, all righty. Well, guys, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, let's throw them out there. Let's talk about them. Let's get you guys ready to rock and roll for this weekend uh, before we call it a night here because we're going to start wrapping things up here, all of that. So if you have some questions, you throw them in the in the chat here. I'll, uh, I'll make sure we hit those up before we call it a night here. But, uh, Kevin, I think that uh, that takes us out of our slate of games here where we've hit all the uh, the matchups. Any kind of final thoughts out there for the viewers and listeners? Um. But again, should be a good a good week of slates, right? We had a lot of overs this week, um, and typically beginning the season, you and I are both a little bit more on the under train. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a lot of a lot of overs here for this Sunday slate. So hopefully, right, where where our our fantasy juju is correct, if you will, right? We see a lot of points scored, helping fantasy teams out all the way across, and uh, give everybody something to to root for and stay stay engaged in right absolutely and i've you know i've got to make up some ground this week here uh you're, you're kind of running away with the show so far on the first two weeks here so i think right now you're you're plus about four or five picks so i'm going to see what i can do on trying to uh trying to make up some ground here and, and cover the ground here in uh in week three see if i can't get back into a tied tied matchup with you here so there we go if anybody can do it you can there we go. I like the confidence. All righty, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. If you And if you have questions, comments, anything like that, hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at goodoldboysff. Um, hit us up there. We'll try and get back to you just as quickly as we can. And that's going to do it for us. He's Kevin. I'm Derek. Have a good one. Be safe, y'all. To lose. <laughs>